Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Night Raw after Survivor Series. It is November 19th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and Mr. Matt Morgan. Oh, tonight's show. Matt, what did you think about this from Los Angeles? Third night in a row for the WWE. Well, I'll tell you what I thought of it because I had a bird's eye view. How do you ask? I went into the arena tonight with a mask and a wig on, and I got <laughs> on a chair and I started chanting, Let's go, blueprint. <laughs> nobody followed me whatsoever <laughs> and uh i got kicked out of there no um uh, this was a horrific show this was brutally bad one for the ages i would even say this is bad yeah you would think this is supposed to be one of the big four right I, and i was really excited about tonight's actually and it was all for not Exactly. I thought there was some intriguing stuff from the Survivor Series last night. I thought uh, there was a lot they could do to follow up, do more with the Raw versus SmackDown stuff, yep. um, call up maybe a couple people. I like how they're doing Lars. I like that they're introducing him slowly with these video packages. I feel like just bringing them out with no build gets that first night pop, but it doesn't sustain. So I, I like that they're doing that with Lars, but um, I thought tonight's show just sucked bad. I mean, the piss jokes... Um, nothing interesting. I just thought the whole show was just a, a huge bore. Bad. Hey, was this the first Lars video? There was one last night. Yeah, during the... Yeah, um, here's the problem with last night. The hottest feuds in the WWE right now are based off those matches last night. People want to see more about Becky and Ronda, more Charlotte and Ronda, more Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar. They have this one-off night with these matchups, and now nothing. Now we go back to the same crap we get every week. Yes, Dude, sir. I think they're going to get killed in the ratings this week. They might have a little bit of a bounce in the first hour with uh, the, you know, the curiosity of the Survivor Series. But <laughs> as City Chiefs are, are putting up big points tonight, dude. I, I was, this game yeah. is insane. Yes, it is. And I got myself Tyreek Hill on my fantasy team. What's oh, up? See, I can't <laughs> let Gurley score anymore because he's on the opposite team I'm against oh, this oh. week. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's close. Uh, well, tonight they opened up from the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Baron Corbin bringing out Stephanie McMahon talking about the stipulation for TLC. One of the conditions of that match is Baron Corbin has to beat Braun Strowman if he wants to keep his job as general manager of Raw or have any sort of authority whatsoever. Um, Braun came out, talked about the match. He's gonna If he wins the match, he gets his shot for the Universal title against Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And then that quickly turned into a six-man elimination match. Braun Strowman, Elias, and Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. And this was the first hour of the show. <laughs> yeah. So they I think... think, they, think this is a, they think this is a bookend storyline, though. You know that, right? They think this is a main event storyline. Uh, I thought that, you know, I thought that beatdown was really effective, but to sit through a 45 minute match to have no finish, um, you could have done that in a, in a 10 minute match. I mean, you're wasting all that time to not deliver at the end. Uh, they beat Finn again, like he's nothing. Um, who was the other guy that got eliminated? It was Finn. 
Braun um, and, and Elias. Uh, Elias. Yeah. Well, he, he was countered out, so that wasn't that bad. But, you know, no one was – the fan was the only guy really beat in this match. It just went so long, and it just kind of set the tone for the meaningless stuff. But it was it was a, it was a pretty brutal beatdown, though. I will say that. Yeah, I mean the ending. And so later in the night, they said Braun Strowman local medical facility with a shattered elbow. So I guess that's supposed to set up maybe the idea that he's not going to mop the floor with Baron Corbin at TLC. I guess. Do you guys remember I told you about a month ago? He was telling me about he injured his elbow. Oh right, big, big show had landed on it accidentally. Hmm. Um, with one of his elbow drops or something like that. And he's been working with his hurt elbow, he told me, for like six or six or eight months, something crazy like that. I was like, why don't they talk about it? Do you know what I mean? Like, why don't, because you, you're walking awkward, your legs look messed up, and your knees look a little messed up too, you know? It, it help you sell something, you know? And uh, he, they just don't ever talk about it. I wondered if that, if his elbow got worse. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they're definitely planning for him to face Corbin at TLC, but that's still a month away. Um, so maybe maybe he's taking a few weeks off to to get that. I mean, for that kind of a surgery with the elbow, um, I mean, if you need surgery or is that something probably just rehab or? Yeah, you need time off and you need to rehab it. It's like that brachialis muscle that connects like from your bicep to here. It's right yeah. in here. And it. And when you strain it, it doesn't go away. It takes forever. You got to stay out of the gym. You can't. You can't really use your hand. You can use gripping strength for a long time. It sucks. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. We've seen him put in a trash compactor and <laughs> come back a week later. <laughs> never know. <laughs> oh man! With this tonight, the ending was very brutal. It's interesting given how intense the women's matches have gotten lately that they had this in a men's match tonight. I mean, they were just bringing it to Braun uh, with the stuff with the steps, the belt, him bleeding. I thought it was a very good ending, but, uh, man, I, I was fading in and out of this match. Weren't you guys? Yeah, because this I, want, I wanted nothing but updates on Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, <laughs> or, or Becky, Charlotte, or Ronda. That's all I wanted tonight. I wanted something. Yeah. So any, yeah. honestly, anything could have came out there and I would have said it sucked. Yeah. You know? and it's just way too long. I mean, the whole first hour was that that promo in this match. And uh, it's like they were out of ideas. They, they just needed to kill time is what it really felt like. Well, and then after that, they had Seth Rollins come out, cut a promo talking about the situation with Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose responding to him. This became the running thing throughout the night. At least if they would have opened the show with this. I don't know. Something a little more. Uh, but the big bombshell here was in Dean's response. Uh, he didn't outright say it correctly, but he implied that Roman Reigns' leukemia returning was somehow God punishing him for his actions in the shield. <laughs> uh, we, just... we were, before we came on the air, fans that are watching, we, we, we usually just try not to talk about the show. We try to go, okay, let's stop talking. Let's go live and get our real thoughts out. And we're throwing it out there, both me and Glenn were like, geez, did we really hear, you know, Dean really say that he's, you know, putting this on God, you know, and bringing Roman's real health situation into story? And Raj was like, hey, don't forget, um, they talked about Eddie Guerrero after he passed away and how he's in hell. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess that is par for the course with WWE, isn't it? 
Yeah, and you see yeah. Reed Flair's, uh, you know, drug overdose. You know, he he passed away in that storyline with Charlotte. Uh, it's just sleazy as hell. I mean, it, it makes you feel uncomfortable, not in a good way. I don't know how they don't see that. Yeah, it's not like the crowd erupted and started booing. It was just awkward silence. Um, it just came across, yeah, like I said, just came across as just sleazy. Uh, these, it just makes wrestling look bad when you're using stuff like that. And, and people on Twitter are using the thing like, oh, well, in movies, they do stuff like that. It's like wrestling is not movies. You know, these guys aren't doing media appearances using their real names. You know, they're, they're mm. kind of their characters. They, they use their personas outside of wrestling. Wrestling and movies are two very different animals. You don't see Robert Downey Jr. doing interviews as Tony Stark. So, Although I'd like to, that would be well, pretty cool, actually. But more importantly, <laughs> where in a movie is somebody make is somebody saying something with somebody's death like that? I mean, right, that, that happened in real life. I've never seen that. Yeah, I don't uh, yeah you like know, using no, a real. Life, <laughs> if they brought a real life, uh, real life, like like you know, let's be honest, what, what can be considered deadly, right? Right. Yeah, a, a potentially deadly, you know, uh, ailment. I don't see. I don't know. I'm not trying to be like prude or you know, but uh, whatever you want to call the word. But I, I was very uncomfortable. By it. You know what the, they do all the time? I will say this because I'm sure this is not in you guys' wheelhouse. If you ever watch the family dramas, um, I, I think you know about the ones where it's about the family with the estrangement and the alcoholism and all the like emotional issues. I don't know why I kind of like these films. They're slogs. In those movies, there's always the turning point where the family member goes too far and saying like, well, that's why you got the cancer because you did this. You yeah, know? but they're using a scripted cancer. They they're are, not using real then, life cancer. Yeah. But even then, that's always like, oh my God, pearl clutching. I can't believe they went there. Yeah. You know? Wow, Raj. I mean, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, so it's like, I don't know. I felt like with this, yes, and give it this real, and, and, Guys, I don't know if you're seeing this on Twitter. Even the biggest Roman haters, nobody's even making jokes about the guy. He has like universal, his approval levels right now are like Bush after 9-11. It's like everyone's like, thumbs up. He's our guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, I remember that feeling, Zad. I remember that feeling too, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So for that's, them that's to the have- the most American pride I've ever felt in my life. Absolutely. We all came together as a nation. I don't think we're ever going to see a president with that kind of approval rating again. Probably not. Um, so there was a game of cat and mouse as Dean Ambrose <laughs> kept cutting promos from various places and backstage tonight while Rollins was looking for him. Dear God, this was so ridiculous. This was so stupid. What was stupid or this or what was more stupid? This or Braun Strowman run around chasing Kevin Owens. <laughs> that kind of worked though, because they have that cartoony element to them. Like, especially KO does. Okay. It's kind of Tom and Jerry-ish. This just yeah, felt Seth. <laughs> Seth, uh, he just felt like a dweeb not being able to catch Dean the whole episode and looking for him. You know, I, I, I've said it before. I've said it many times. WWE doesn't know how to book baby faces uh, no. as, as well as the heels. No, yeah. of course not. I can see fans turning. Uh, I mean, if Dean keeps using the Roman stuff, maybe they won't turn on him. But I can see fans eventually going towards Dean and getting away from Seth if they keep fitting, you know, giving him this lame material. Here, here's the good news. Dean's a consummate professional, especially as a heel. Yeah. Um, he, he'll always go after cheap heat because he'll always stay in line as being a heel. Um, I have no doubt of him trying to be the cool heel. He won't do pull that crap. Right. If he fences it, he'll fix it on the fly. But what I like about this, we finally get to see the guy I seen on the indies doing all his isms that, that I can't even describe in words that make Dean Ambrose Dean Ambrose. 
or Johnny Moxley, Johnny Moxley rather, um, his body language, how he talks. He's not overthinking. He's just going. He's just reacting. He's so he's a bird of such a different feather, and not in that stupid. What what, what do they call it? What's his nickname? His moniker? The lunatic fringe. The, 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 not in the <laughs> lunatic fringe, corner, WWE corporate way. Okay, not that way. But yeah. in the Johnny Moxley way. Okay, that made him be, be get over you know so so much in his promos on the indie scene. Um, I got that a little bit out of him at the very end of the show tonight. I thought. Yeah, I thought um, so too. Yeah. His body language, how he's moving, his facials, he's just so different. So I like this for you know, for that for him. You know, finally we're gonna we're gonna get the most out of him. I've always felt he was the, by far the third of the three guys. When at first he was the one I said would be the biggest star of the three when mm-hmm. he first debuted, um, because of his promo ability. But um where he's at right now is in a great spot and this is where he's gonna be able to show his whole he's gonna be able to hit his ceiling finally. I, I agree because when he was a baby face and he was wearing the goofy cowboy hats and going and you know partying in Vegas. Yeah. Do you remember that? That's just, the corporate yes. Yes. Yep. And that's what I meant by booking baby faces and heels. Now that Ambrose is a heel, he's able to just be way more interesting and not goofy. And, yep. and I agree. I think uh, I think there's a big upside to Ambrose being heel. I think they need to, you know, hit the pedal a little bit on this feud, though. You still don't really know why they're feuding, and we yeah. still don't know. It's losing steam. Although I did watch WWE special, and there's a lot of I don't know if you caught it. Did you see the special on Dean Ambrose? The Chronicle thing. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't Did seen that see yet. He answered the phone. He answered the phone, and he got all pissed off. And he doesn't say who, who he answered the phone to. I assume oh. it was WWE office. It could be Seth Rollins. If they have a brain, they should say it was him. And he's like, oh, now you finally call me. Now you care. And uh, where were we for eight months? God, I'm, I'm free for one day. I uh, think I have a week buffer zone before I got to work again. And now they're all over me, and I got to start the next <laughs> day. Damn it. He's like wigging out over it. And um, – <laughs> It was pretty good. I liked the, the thing they did on him. But nonetheless, it didn't make him look like a baby face. I didn't feel sorry for him. I, thought, I think he's really primed to be a good heel for them. I really, really do. But they've got to give us that reason, right? They've got to give mm-hmm. us that reason why he's doing this. And if not, then make it a hell of a lot more interesting than you're making it right now. That yeah. we've got to tune in and watch. I don't want to see slipping on a banana peel, chasing people backstage. I don't want to see dude hiding under a freaking, you know, so-and-so, under a box and cutting promos. And I don't want to see that crap. Yeah. yeah, and this thing about the city smelling and the fans smell—it's just like, come on. I kind of liked it because it was different. I liked but... it in the ring when the microphone to his mouth and he was talking about it. I liked it then. I didn't like him coming out with it. Yeah, at first when he was saying it, I thought Seth was doing some juvenile thing backstage, putting something in his room or you know something <laughs> like that, like manure or something. I mean, hell, they did piss jokes for ten minutes earlier, so you know it yeah. wouldn't have been surprising. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I like that it was just Dean being weird and just kind of yep. putting in little quirks like that. He's, he's creative, I, you know. I, so he is. Can't blame him for trying. So, right. Yep. Yeah, it was something. Uh, so, want to take a moment? Thank the sponsor of this episode. Perhaps you've been a baby face in the bedroom, but it's time for a heel turn. Got to get that juice. Got to get that drive. <laughs> Got to change things up. Forget that sympathy. You got to just get that heat. How can you do that? Become the piston. Become the piston. Bluechew.com, baby. Bluechew. That's duck one. Watch duck one. Watch the boner. (laughs) (laughs) 
BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. You can hack your libido to increase your performance and get back that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and no do they work. This is sexual performance practically on demand, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. You've heard us all talk about it. High point of this podcast, some would say, others would say the most uncomfortable moment of this podcast, Mr. Matt Morgan, Roger Geary, and myself talking about our boners. But, hey. No, you. <laughs> not, not us. Let's, let's correct that. Okay, okay Commissioner <laughs> of Longwood. Um, <laughs> I've tried it. Roger's tried it. Our partners agree. It adds something extra where it counts. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person's doctor visit. No waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness beyond this ad read. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com to get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code INC. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code INC, to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And, you know, in a way, isn't it really like Blue Chew is now the official sponsor of our sex lives? <laughs> and, 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 and I mean, everyone's talking about it. You know, you, you hear about Blue Chew everywhere and, and all these people are trying it. It works. Um, and, and we have not had one person that, you know, has, has listened to this, ordered Blue Chew and complained or, or said like uh, that it didn't work for them. So, yep. uh, you especially if you're getting older or you just want to have an, a crazy date night, um, you got to give it a try. It's, it, it, it works. Absolutely. Uh, it is a revolution in the bedroom. BlueChew.com, promo code INC. Try it for free. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Oh, Raw could have used some Blue Chew tonight. Oh, gosh. Yes. Desperately. <sighs> Badly. Desperately. I think Vince is overcompensating with that genetic jackhammer thing. They're going to they're get killed by this game. Yes, they are against Monday Night Football every week, but not a game like this with two of the top teams. It's like 46 to 44 right now. Yep. Uh, it's it's just been crazy. Quarterbacks are both going crazy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we got Tamina and Nia Jax versus Bailey and Sasha. The dominance continues. Yeah. Especially for Nia. She's really, really working this punch thing. You know, a lot of people, I want to talk about this in a second, Matt. What do you think about the controversy that a lot of people now are saying, you know, she's getting rewarded for unsafe work? No, uh, trust me. I guarantee you when this happened that she was the first one backstage begging for forgiveness. And, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I can't believe that happened. My bad. Oh, my Lord. You know what I mean? And hmm. fans don't see that. Um, I don't think she's being rewarded. I think this was, but look at the end, look at the end of Beal. This is the best situation Becky could have been put in as crazy as that sounds. This yeah. guarantees her that mania spot. In my opinion, it just does. Um, they've made the turn of Charlotte. Okay. So now you've got, you're going to be having a baby face Becky, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just got to keep her doing what she's doing and talking smack. And we'll get into that being her, her heel tendencies. But in a baby face, man, she'll just get cheered for it. That's all. They just can't change anything about her. But it will turn her face when she works uh, Charlotte or whoever it is in the meantime when she gets better. But this guarantees her a mania spot. So Nia's not being rewarded. It's that Becky doesn't get dicked over. 
That's mm. that's the, that's the real story here. Becky didn't get didn't get messed up. Didn't get messed up. It it answered that. Do we do Charlotte at Mania or do we do Becky at Mania? This answered the question, you know, and gave us that answer to get Becky there finally. So for all everybody is Becky's fan, they should be happy. Becky herself, I know her, is happy, okay, because she's gonna get this huge spot coming to her that she's worked her tail off for years to get to. You know, I mean, so anybody that's a Becky fan, trust me, she's ecstatic about this the position she's now put in. Yeah, I think that invasion spot last Monday, Becky with the broken face, Ooh. did more for her than the Ronda match would have done had that gone as planned without the bleeding. 100%. Okay, Charlotte last night went bonkers on her, and it was a badass moment for Charlotte. Let's just say it was. I love that match. Loved everything about it, especially the finish. I love what Charlotte did. Yeah. But it, it put Charlotte in a different gear. She, we saw, saw glimpses of it versus Becky, right? And that other match they had. But uh, the last pay-per-view, right? Uh, the women's pay-per-view. But uh, we saw flat-out badass Charlotte just snap. Fifth gear Charlotte. So adds another layer to her, her character. And it continues to propel her forward. But more importantly, Becky, now we have the foil to this new Charlotte heel persona, if you will. Um, and more importantly, it gets back into the again main event at main. That's what everybody wants. That's what every fan wants. Stop getting stuck on the Nia stuff and going, Oh, she's being rewarded. Trust me, she got her, you know what, yelled at like you wouldn't believe in the gorilla. Okay, so, so like she, she's answering for her sins, guys. Trust me. But WWE's being smart about this and taking a negative and turning it into a positive. When we get in the ring with each other, we all get stiff with stuff, guys. We all have injuries that happen. I tore my pec because somebody doesn't know how to freaking hit somebody with a ladder properly. It happens. You know? You, you, trust me. That girl, I guarantee you, was the first one, like, on her hands and knees going, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I did not mean to do that because she's that much of a sweetheart in real life. Naya. Yeah, I think it actually would have been far worse for both Nia and the women's division, women's wrestling as a whole, if Nia had come out publicly apologizing oh, to Becky. Oh, that would have been terrible. Do you guys hear what Coachman said uh, during the pre-show of the Survivor Series? <laughs> when it was like, he actually hit her, or she actually hit her? Yeah, like she actually landed. <laughs> like it hit for real. It's like, good God, man. Coach, what are you doing? That's why he's not on commentary anymore. Yeah. I was even on pre-show. That pre-show was rough yesterday. Um, and apparently it didn't exist because SmackDown just got shut out completely last night. Not a <laughs> yeah. single win. Wow. Yeah. Was that true, Raj? Did someone say online that I see? I can't remember who reported it, but that, that was a producer error. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Meltzer that reported it. That uh, It was a miscommunication. Like, Raw was actually supposed to win that, that uh, pre-show match. <laughs> but... You know, something got caught in the crosshairs. They messed up. And I mean, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense for them to have SmackDown, you know, win and then not acknowledge it at all. So, yeah. It's very odd. Uh, so, Nia and Tamina won this match. Bailey and Sasha got a little bit of offense in. But really, this was to keep up that dominance now that we're going to get Nia versus Ronda at TLC. And uh, there was a bookend to that to continue to build it during Ronda's match later in the evening. Um, Oh man, this Drake Maverick segment backstage. You know, oh it God. is actually National uh, Bladder Health Awareness Month. I, I learned that today. And I was like, that's <laughs> clever timing. WWE didn't do that intentionally, but you know, they love to do things with charities and for health awareness. Uh, so missed opportunity there. But all those jokes. Okay, so what do you think about this, Matt? How does, does 
Drake uh, recover from being the butt of this joke? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's. I think he can do it. I think he's the one that can. Um, I mean, TNA, he wrestled in underwear with doo-doo stains on him. Well, versus LDB, and he recovered. Yeah, people um, forget quick. They do forget quick. The only thing I didn't like the pay-per-view, it took him forever. Something must have happened for him to hit the switch to make the, the liquid come out. Hmm. Yeah. It took forever. Yeah, um, you're just kind of sitting there waiting for it. He and, kept uh, he kept he kept reaching and reaching and reaching and it wasn't working, wasn't working, and then finally it worked. I was like, uh, I see where I see where they're going with this. But I, I liked it. I thought it was different. Big show's sell of it was hilarious. Um, you know, it looked like you were seeing something that was kind of shootish, if you will. You know, the way shows they, they shot Big Show walking away laughing last night as it happened, and you know, it went into a finish though, which is kind of weird, but whatever. What'd you think of these jokes, though? <laughs> what exactly what you were gonna get from WWE? I mean, these, these are, <laughs> you're in, uh, you're in trouble, and oh my god, it's like this is WWE. why I can't have friends watch this this show. That's exactly why WWE when they do stupid potty fart joke humors, they the humor they are the worst. They're oh, terrible. So bad. Yep. I was uh, ready. I mean, I was ready to turn this show off after that segment. I was like, man, I'm too old to be watching. I need to I need to, I need to find a new career. <laughs> uh so before AOP had a match tonight, we got the Lucha House Party versus the Revival. Um so yeah, the Revival were originally supposed to win that match last night against SmackDown. Uh they did not, but we won't acknowledge that the way the WWE hasn't. Um and so we got Lucha House Party out there getting a win over uh Wilder, who took the pin on this one. Matt, does this Lucha House Party thing do anything for you? I feel like I'm missing out on something with this gimmick. Nothing. You're not missing anything. It's corny as hell, it's stupid as hell. I don't like it. It, it just go. doesn't look all that different from what they did with the Lucha Dragons, right? Except they have an extra person. And, and, and a pinata. They do have a pinata. Yeah. Great. Good job. It's, it's you know, it's so, it's so <laughs> tacky, guys. It's so corny. Yeah. I'm not even, even going to waste it breath and energy to talk about this stupid stereotypical crap again. I'm not going to even get into that because I think we all see it. It's so corny. Yes. Not entertaining about it, guys. You know, we're 40 something years old now. We've been seeing them do the stupid stereotypical crap of different people's ethnicities for years. And they, as we get older, guess what doesn't change? The year in which they are stuck with these stereotypes. It's Vince. It's 100% Vince. Or it's Vince, 100%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they followed this. Uh, we had Rhonda. After night cutting a promo explaining um, the match with Charlotte last night, man, the Becky chants during this match were insane. What was interesting, I know people are now speculating that it's going to be Ronda versus Charlotte in Mania. Charlotte wasn't getting chants tonight. People wanted Becky. There were some Becky chants during the Nia match with Bailey and Sasha as well. Uh, Ronda insisted upon competing tonight. Baron Corbin came out, went to the back out of Challenger for her and Mickey James for the Raw Women's title. And don't get me wrong, I love Mickey. I yeah. love her getting this match, but if this was to reestablish Ronda's dominance, shouldn't Mickey have gotten zero offense in Matt? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. We should have seen a side of Ronda Rousey that we've not seen in WWE yet is what we yeah. should have seen. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it though, because Ronda did get her ass kicked after the match. So she should be a little vulnerable, I guess. Um, you know, after last night with Charlotte, cause you know, Charlotte put a beating on her and, uh, 
So okay. in that sense, but they didn't. The com the announcers didn't sell that point. I was going to so. ask you. I, I did you get that from them? Because I didn't. No, they didn't. They should have. I mean, that would have made more sense. It would have. But um, it would have. She took as we'll, we'll talk about it. I hope. Okay. Yeah. What, what do you guys think? Do you guys think it's it's uh, Charlotte yeah, versus Ronda? I'm kind of thinking it's a triple threat now. Like it may be. It may. It may. It may be. But I mean, if it were go the way the story's playing out, okay. And it's stuff you can't plan for. It's that once in a lifetime, um, what's the word for another word for natural? We use organic. That organic, meteoric uh, rise. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that we that we saw when we were kids with certain stars. And then through the Attitude Era, we watched it. And we haven't really seen it since. You know, um, seen yeah. as was manufactured. I remember I was there. Um, and others were manufactured since then. Becky Lynch's is, is not manufactured. And mm -hmm. the fate, and then and then she has another hill to climb. She gets freaking smacked in the face, punched in the face, gets a concussion. Oh no, it's another obstacle in her way, and she's gonna overcome it. I mean, it, it's just stuff you can't write for. Yeah, and it just feels like you can't ignore this. You just can't. It has to be the main event at Mania. It has to be. I think it should be one on one. I just feel like it's there's more drama yes. with the one on one match. And I, I agree. And, and as of right now, I'm telling you guys right now. I want this, and I think this should headline Mania. As crazy as you may think that sounds, no, I agree. This should headline. It really should be. It really should be. Oh my God, it should. I agree, hundred percent. I think it should be just Becky, Becky and Rousey. Um, yep. Becky has her Austin moment. You know, she is the hottest person. You know, on the whole roster right now. So. And when you tell somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, I told my wife this tonight. She's like, Becky, really? Really? Yeah. Because she hasn't <laughs> been watching. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. She's turned it around. I mean, she's gone from being a, a likable, uh, you know, likable good wrestler to a superstar. Yep. And, and really putting all those tools together. She's, I mean, she's awesome. She is. I was listening to the interview Big Show did, and he was talking about one of the things he likes about her is how she gear shifts in her matches. Meaning, when she's getting heat on her opponent, she changes gears. If somebody pins her. Uh, she pins somebody one, two, they kick out. She pick, kicks it in the fifth gear and starts stomping holes in them and starts really putting the pressure on them. That's what you're supposed to do as a good villain and as a good heel. And her pin attempts, she's always desperate to make covers in her matches. Little things like that, that uh, she, she's just so goddamn good. She's always been good. Yeah. But uh, she's caught it. She's caught it right now in that bottle. And I just hope she keeps it. You know? I agree. And, and don't get me wrong, Charlotte's awesome as well. It's just, Ooh. I think making it a three way just dilutes it. It's, you know, I got it's, one for you. After last night's Raj, I have no problem saying to you right now, when Charlotte Flair is all said and done, will be the best female wrestler of all time. Hmm. That's my yeah. prediction. I could I could see that. I mean she's she's on her way. She I mean she's great. It has nothing to do with Becky being white hot right now. And it doesn't mean that, you know, she Charlotte should take Becky's spot. What I'm saying? Nope. Becky versus Rhonda, close main event, close main event WrestleMania. But uh, Charlotte, I stick to that prediction, man. She's, oof. yeah. And you have maybe have Charlotte be the SmackDown Women's Champion, defending her title. Ronda wins the Rumble. You know, is forced to vacate, wins the Rumble, challenges. Uh, I mean, not Ronda, uh, Becky Damn. wins the Rumble, challenges Rousey. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, I think yeah. instead of going triple, depending on how Ronda versus Nia goes, they can make it a four way. At Mania with Nia, Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte. Ugh, and if they're going to I do it, you dilute it even more. I'm not saying I want to see that. By the way, I want it to be Becky versus Ronda, but I could see their logic right now about all the moving pieces. I hope not. 
dude, they people would uh, the internet fans would literally their heads would literally implode. I think they implode. <laughs> yeah, because Naya being rewarded. Yeah. Yeah, I just think the draw, you know, if you had Austin beating Shawn Michaels and Triple H in a triple threat, it's just not the same as Austin beating Michaels for the title. No, I no, agree. It's not. Yep. Uh, so Ronda made Mickey tap out tonight. Somewhat competitive match, but uh, yeah, the timing of it. I want I want them to really reestablish Ronda. Ronda and I, uh, I, I hope that's a good match at TLC. I think uh, Wait, it has man. potential. What did you guys think about last night when she was walking up the aisle way and LA was booing her, you know? And, <laughs> and that's her hometown. You deserve it. Like, no offense, fans. Say whatever you want. I don't I, I get it. But she's not your normal celebrity wrestling, guys. She's goddamn she's good. Think and say whatever you want about that woman. She sucks on the promo, fine. But her matches, dude, her selling, her facials, her body language, everything. Ronda was hitting it out of the ballpark in that match. She was killing it in that match. And she took a legit ass whipping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Celebrities don't do that. That's not in their contracts. Trust me. Well, unless they're wonder... David Arquette. <laughs> but you, you hear what I'm saying? She just yes. put a five star match on. I, I wonder if it's because it? she made fun oh, of Becky on, on Twitter and that kind of got the fans. What'd she say on Twitter? Oh, her Twitter game is so weak. I don't watch it. What'd she say? I know Becky's is great. Becky's uh, is great, but Ronda's is Ronda, yeah. She said, uh, like, the, the minute you get hit for real, your face implodes. And, uh, is, you know, and then went along those lines. And, and, and they've been drawing back and forth. And then she's cutting that millennial man stuff. Today telling her she has penis envy. Yeah. Uh, the millennial man. I, I could see people getting uh, annoyed with that. That's a very heelish thing to do. You're insulting a... a a decent chunk of you know the age group that watches that's at these events are millennials. Yeah, yeah but they aren't fun to make. They are fun to make fun of. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but get her some writers for for her Twitter feed. Like she can't be this yeah. whack on Twitter. Yeah. Unless unless that's the point. Unless she's trying to be the heel and trying not to be the the you know. She wouldn't apologize after last night's you know ass whipping when she looked to the fans and said, "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. You know, she said that last night, and they all started booing her anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's surprising because, yeah, again, that's her hometown. I didn't like that. To, yeah. to me, it, 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 I don't like. I, I like the fans. I like when they have natural reactions. I do. I always. I like the guttural reactions. This didn't. I don't know. Seems smarky. Yeah, it ruined it for me a little bit, but whatever. But it's weird though. Like Naya's Twitter has been really good since the incident. She's been playing it up. I don't know. I just with Rhonda, if that's going to be a big part of this feud and how they keep it going, like Rhonda's not going to be cool with her social media keeps going this way. Naya and Rhonda had a little bit of a face off when uh, Rhonda came back up the ramp. And then we had the authors of pain versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable and oh cue the AOPP chance during this match. Yeah. And, you know, the standard formula, you have the other guys win, this sets up, they're going to be probably facing each other in singles matches for the next few weeks. So that's your tag team feud. Yep. There's <laughs> <laughs> not much more to say about it. Yep. Gable and Rude uh, won this match. Gable got the roll up on Akam for the pin, and now they're going to get a shot at the title. So I'm sure that'll happen at TLC. Um, I don't understand. Maybe. Really quick, I don't even want to talk about this because it's a tag division. But how, after a big win like that against Sheamus and Cesaro, do they lose to Rude and Gable? That's just how they do it. 
That's how, that's how they always introduce the new contenders, right? They beat uh, the champions. Uh, they did. I think they've done a pretty much every tag team feud. The the other team always gets the win. I know, but this is the one team I thought they were finally getting it. Yeah, like protecting them a little. At least you yeah, have one dominant team. Yeah, I thought that's what we were going to see, but apparently not. Not when your manager's pissing himself. It doesn't hurt them. In my it still kind of does, though. Matt, come on. If you were tagging with a Tonight partner... If Andre the Giant has manager pissed himself, I don't know. It kind of reflects badly on him. <laughs> Listen, if they didn't make all the stupid jokes about it tonight, I don't think it would have been a big of a deal. I really don't. Yeah. It just they, they it. kept going back to it way too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Natalia versus Ruby Riot. They're uh, keeping this going. They both got thrown off the Raw Women's Survivor Series team last night because they couldn't get along. Tonight was this the end of the feud over uh, <laughs> over uh, Ruby breaking Natalia's dad's uh, the Anvil sunglasses? It seemed like okay. Natalia picking up the win. Hey, I good on Natty was, though. Natty was good yeah. tonight. That's what I was just gonna say. Uh, happy Natty got a good win, somewhat meaningful win, right? Because we thought old girl was was in line, kind of, sort of, for like a mini push there for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ruby Riot. Yeah, and yeah, she's kind of kind of faltered. Um, they've yeah, kind of, they've kind of definitely taken some of the, uh, the emphasis off of her. They did the right thing though, Raj, last night in my yep. opinion, by, put, by putting the right girls in that match. I was happy to see that. I agree a hundred percent, even though I would have rather had Natalia in there rather than Tamina, but I, they're yes. pushing Tamina yes. and Naya. I said the same thing. The same words. <laughs> yeah. Swear to God. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Uh, and then we had Dean Ambrose come out to the ring, interrupted by Seth Rollins. Uh, first, Dean cutting that promo, talking about LA stinking, the fans stinking, uh, mocking them, taking shots. Rollins came out. Ambrose ended up beating up Rollins and standing tall over him. They're going to be battling for the Intercontinental Championship at TLC. So we've got uh, three more Raws to, to build this and flesh this out. This was cool because when they went off the air, he wasn't standing tall over him. He- hmm. It looked like they were going that way, right? But then they went off the air and went to fade to black. He was um, he was still crouched behind him, like holding his head up, and he just like threw his head in the mat. You know, it's, it still looked like there was live action kind of sort of going on when they went to the fade to black, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like the timing, how the outshot is always the heel standing there and raises his arm right as they go off three, two, <laughs> black. I hate that. It makes it so fixed and worked and contrived something about dean ambrose makes me feel different when i watch his segments i don't know how to explain it yeah i kind of think he's got to get away from seth at the same time just because they've done him being with seth it just feels it doesn't feel new dean as a heel does they can't just Uh, go away from it he just turned heel on the shield dude no i know i know you got to finish this out but i think for him to get the next level you can't drag this Uh, thing on for too long yes yes Gotcha. Yeah, the Rumble's a great reset opportunity after the first of the year. So, I yeah, I hope, I hope they have big plans for him because it, it looked like they were going with him and Roman. You know, if, be, if he was going to turn heel, that, that made all the sense for for it to be him and Roman because you really had no one else set up for Roman yet. So, who knows? Yeah, uh, we shall see. Couple more weeks till TLC, and after that. It'll be 2019 before we know it. Tonight, one person who did not make an appearance two nights in a row was Enzo Amore, the artist formerly known as. <laughs> uh, signs posted outside the Staples Center saying Eric Arndt. 
<laughs> like, yeah. with this picture, look for this guy. That is the worst name ever. <laughs> Good God. He's, he comes across as such a douche. And, and then he tweeted the picture out, Enzo, of, of them having the, you know, his photo up at the Staples Center, you know. Dude, for a dude who talks like a star and acts like a star, I always thought, yeah, bro, he has forgot that magic feeling because he is acting like such a mark. Like, yeah, such a mark. And, 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 and dude, if you're a star, you don't need to do all those things. You don't post a photo of the picture that they're posting about you. You know, sell the shit out of that because you're Enzo Amore. You're not even watching WWE. You got so much shit on your on your day planner. You don't got time for them. That's how you got to play this off. Not being thirsty as hell, going to the damn arena, putting on a wig and getting fake, ch- trying to get chance about yourself. Don't. <laughs> what? Yeah, he comes across just superly desperate for attention. So desperate, dude. I mean, he got he got promotion for his little concert thing tonight. That's at Whiskey a Go Go. Um, how did he get a? I'm sorry. How did he get promotion for that? Because people were looking him up, and they they were handing out flyers uh, outside at the Staples okay. Center because it's in LA. I, I don't know if this is still a thing. My band played at the Whiskey a Go Go once 20 years ago, and we didn't have to do this. But the Whiskey a Go Go Whiskey a Go Go is notorious for being a pay to play venue. I wonder if Enzo had to quote unquote pre-sell a certain number of tickets to get his spot tonight, or if he was legitimately booked. Ooh. I don't know if he's desperate enough and thirsty enough to do what he did on the pay-per-view last night. Guys, that's bad. That's yeah. really bad. Yeah. Guys, correct me if the story I'm telling is wrong. He went in there with a wig with yeah. full intentions of pretending to be a mark that started a chant for himself, right? Yep. And he started cutting his promo. He got on his chair, started cutting his promo, uh, acting like he had a microphone. It was just, it's kind of sad. I mean, it was interesting it sad. and sad. It is <laughs> sad. Yeah. It is. Then this, this female security guard just slammed him, just grabbed him and slammed him to the ground. And he didn't even make it on TV. Yeah, he, no. he, you could tell briefly. I saw no, some blonde hair fly. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I, I heard the ruckus in the crowd. That's all I heard during that match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to like what Enzo. And Enzo doing. also remember just a few days ago or last uh, Thursday, was it? He was kicked off a plane for, uh, for not because yeah. he was vaping, but he wouldn't rat out who was vaping. Yeah. I want to. I want to like Enzo. I want to support Enzo since he was, you know, cleared of those charges. I was yeah. a fan of his in the WWE. I listened to his rap album last night. Maybe I'm just old. Maybe hip hop isn't what it used to be. But I was listening to it. He's got a song where the hook he repeats the phrase "top notch crotch" like a dozen times. Oh my gosh! Like it is. It no, is not good. It is not a good. Rap is not even close to what it once used to be. 98 to about good 2002-ish, I'd say. Maybe, yeah. no, 95 I'd even go back to when the first Notorious B.I.G. Oh, came out. Tupac and Notorious. Yeah, yeah. and Biggie. Um, but like, I could listen to Kanye and be like, okay, Kanye is doing some interesting stuff. He's crazy as hell, but he's still talented. Nicki Minaj, her style of rap, I go, yeah, I, I get this. I get why this is popular. But I hear stuff like Cardi B and Lil Pump, and I'm like, what is this crap? No, the new, Eminem's latest CD was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, but with Enzo, it's just uh, there's that song about Liv Morgan on there that was kind of interesting. Um, Why Liv Morgan? 
Well, they were together. They uh, He cheated on her and broke up. And I asked Raj last night, what was the bigger opportunity that Enzo blew? The relationship with Liv or the relationship with the WWE? And Raj said, well, it depends on who he cheated on her with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I why, why, why is Liv Morgan a big deal? Like, who cares? No offense. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, WWE obviously is the bigger missed opportunity. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm saying look at Enzo and look at Liv. And it's just like, I don't know that you can do better than that. Well, I guess she does it for you. I guess she blue, she she makes you want to take blue shoes. Hey, that's why she has the blue tongue. Um, no, I think uh, I want Enzo to have a comeback more than anyone. And I know he doesn't want to wrestle, but if he went to Impact, actually, if Enzo and Cass went to Impact right now, that'd be a win-win for both sides, I think. Had Enzo not done this. It depends if they can control him, if he's not off his rocker. and Which TNA shows they can't do. Yeah. They can't control talents. No, yeah, I remember when they brought in Scott Hall and uh, mm-hmm. X Pac, and, uh, and and, and X Pac wasn't bad during that run, but you know Hall was missing shows, and and uh, I'm a big Scott Hall fan. I but he had his issues, and they still brought him in. You know, brought Alberto El Patron each time. Alberto, yep, yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy when he was going through a rough period. So, yep, yeah. They don't know how to be the bad guy to the stars. They don't know how to be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't think uh, this hip hop career and his antics are the comeback uh, for him. I don't think that's going to get him back in the spotlight in a positive way, and it's not currently, right? I mean, tonight, look, if he was showing up again, this was boring ass raw. Would have livened things up at least a little bit on social media. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get crushed. This game is oh my gosh, it's like fifty four to fifty one right now. Yes. <laughs> the Rams just got an interception too. God, there's so many turnovers in this game. It's nuts. I- Actually, Matt, as a w- former WWE talent, let me ask you about this. So when you go to a wrestling show as a former talent, the protocol yeah, is usually you call the back office. You say, hey, I want to stop by and check out the show. They comp you. They know you're there. Like, you just don't yep. show up and sit in the front. Well, you could. Me and Mark Jinjak, when we got our releases, we went to a SmackDown, and uh, they wouldn't let us in because uh, we, we were doing this show called the Mark and Matt Live Show. Hmm. And it was like a, 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 a shoot. Like we would just shit all over WWE. We were so young and immature and stupid. I was just, just through my addiction days. So I was like high on pills half the time, honestly. Still, I hadn't gotten sober yet. And uh, not blaming it on that. But we just talked a shit ton of smack. And we were going to show up to SmackDown. We were going to, you know, we were claiming we were going to film parts of it. Uh, we had uh, Orton leave us tickets. He had just gotten drafted <laughs> over to SmackDown. Ray couldn't wait to watch what was going to happen because we had front row seats and we were going to cause a, a, a ruckus. Thank God we didn't get in because I'd be looking back at myself going, God damn, could you be any thirstier? FWWE. They didn't resign you. You're supposed to go somewhere else and shove it up there. You know what? And prove them wrong. And I did that when I went to Impact. If I went there and did what I was going to do, I'd be no better than Enzo. Yeah. But, but what you said is true. Yeah. You generally... You don't have to tell them you're going to the show, though, um, uh, Glenn. But you generally no, no, call no. them to get those yeah. tickets. So they do know you're coming. And they tell everybody. And you go backstage, you say hi to everybody, and then go out to your seat. And they usually yeah. put you on the hard camera side. Like, they'll put, oh, like, yeah, yeah yep. the, the wives and every, everyone. They usually got the, the front row or the front few rows on the hard camera side. Dude, Oregon got the front row seats and the hard camera side. Like, face, facing the hard camera. <laughs> it would have been fucking tremendous or whatever. <laughs> Orton really gave zero Fs back then when he was oh, shaking yeah. he hands. Was and, you know. He was gassing us up. He was gassing <laughs> us up all day. The day before. That's funny. You won't do this. You won't do that. You won't do this. 
<laughs> that's kind of yeah, awesome. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, clearly no one did that with Enzo uh, in this situation, but I love that story, Matt. That's good. No, I think with calling them, I think it's just a, sort of a matter of respect that you're saying, hey, it would be great to come out and see everyone. But it kind of says, like, I'm going to observe the show. I think it would be cool. I'm not going there to make this all about me or draw the spotlight away from what's going on. Oh, yeah, I, they do it all the time. I mean, I see I mean, I, there was the boogeyman at one of the shows I went to in Denver and he was he was wearing a mask in the front row. And uh, I, I talked to him for a little bit, but Crystal Marshall, oh, you see Dana Warrior always, there's tons of wrestlers at these raw tape, you know, or ex-talent or wives and stuff like that. So yeah. I just keep them on the, the hard cam side. Yeah. And you don't get up and start doing your promo, your entrance. No, nothing is more disrespectful to the boys and girls in that locker room than that. Nothing. Yeah. I would think if Enzo asked for tickets, though, they probably wouldn't give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They, eh, I don't know. That's a good one. I don't know. Yeah, he just has that Too enough. Yeah, and enough immaturity that you could see him trying to distract. Oh, see, if he was a real like just sociopathic asshole, that's what he would have done. Like, I want to come backstage, Hunter. I want to apologize to you personally. I just want to come by and apologize to Vince personally, and then he would have bum rushed the show. That would have been like <laughs> the ultimate psycho move. And, and they they wouldn't have accepted that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, now we're good, Enzo. Yeah. 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 Write us a letter. Um, Real quick, Matt, you weren't on last night. What did you think of the Lesnar-Daniel Bryan match at Survivor Series? Oh, my God. Okay, it was shaping up to be John Cena. Yeah. Over again. And it, the very first um, suplex he took, Daniel Bryan. Oh, oh boy, he's effed up. He's effed. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I was terrified. And he worked a bleep out of me daniel yeah. bryan that was a- oh my god i did not see this coming i did not see this coming i saw the squash coming i was like they're really gonna do db like this wow okay um and i saw the squash coming yeah um and then when it all made sense mm-hmm. none of that was a far stretch mm-hmm. you know him going to pick daniel bryan up daniel bryan starting to light him up with the kicks right and yeah. then when brock wasn't feeding him his chest or back and, and, and Daniel Bryan just started shoot kicking him in the sides of the ribs, the face, the, the arm. I was like, oh, Daniel, you're going to get killed. What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop doing this. Stop doing that. <laughs> but Brock was selling his tail off. And that's when I saw it went, Brock's doing business. I knew he would do business with him. Yeah. And um, everyone's like, oh, he'll just eat him up. Nope. I was listening to Bully Ray say how, you know, in Big Show talk about how, oh, boy, I'm worried about Daniel Bryan versus, you know, Brock. He's going to eat him alive. Nope. Brock, when he sees the opportunity to make money, will sell. And he sold his tail off in that match, I thought. Yeah, that match was awesome. I, I, it was it, so well done. I thought it was very well done. I don't care what anybody thinks. I love that match because it hooked me. It yeah. hooked the hell out of me. I'll admit it. That's where you like, you know, Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy, they had a, you know, they oh. did tons of impressive stuff, but I still well, like the I Daniel Bryan Brock match better. I yes, I did like the Brock Daniel Bryan match, but I've got to say, before that 205 Live match started, I said, Wow, this is an opportunity for 205 Live to reclaim something on the map and get significant again. Maybe show the fans where maybe they're missing out on something because that's what they showed me. That match was incredible, I love that match. Um, and it wasn't just flip flop and fly, okay, because of Buddy Murphy storytelling about his strength and size being the difference maker and they kept going back to that part of the story no matter what flip-flop and flying was happening it still made sense story-wise and uh they really stepped the f up on a crowded card of awesome matches it's awesome storytelling last night 
I loved last night. Yeah, I thought it was really I good. It this morning, but I really did. I really dug it. Yeah, it was, it was weird to do the clean sweep. Um, we'll see where it yeah. goes. I don't know if it's leading to Shane McMahon heel turn, like he takes it out on the roster. Um, the match quality, I'm saying, you know, I loved it. I love the match yeah. qualities. I agree. I yeah, mean, what I about, was, and Rousey what was. People, sorry, what about Seth Rollins match? People just yeah. sleep on that. I thought that was one of Nakamura's best pay-per-view matches in, in a long time. Ooh, boy, was it ever. Those false finishes were some of the best I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was, was a good show. show. Loved it. And then, obviously, Ronda versus Charlotte. That is my favorite match so far this year. I know that's a mouthful, really? but that so far for me is awesome. my favorite match of the year. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying it's my favorite. I will say it's my favorite match that ended in a DQ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know? didn't mind the DQ here. Yeah, same here. Charlotte two new layers to charlotte she skipped a, a layer um i liked it this is something we need to see out of her we mm. have a me- legit mean streak not an acting mean streak where she's acting heel and pretending to be a villain okay this was a straight up mean streak we saw in oh, her last night she looked freaking unhinged it like that look in her eye well we we've been saying this forever that she's better as a heel and it, you know she's been hampered as a baby face and you see definitely. it definitely but it took that fail i want to call it the failed experiment her first time as a heel but it took those failures on the mic remember in the middle of the ring and her in-ring promos when she first got called up and she was a heel if you remember mm-hmm. remember it was it wasn't it was, she, like, what are they doing with her come on she's she's better than this what are they doing with her and uh i think it took those failed experiments and those failed those failed repetitions okay then she started feeling herself out as a baby face and then the whole time you're like everyone could see it right going oh wait till they turn her heel she'll be on fire mm-hmm. Yeah. And bro, it wasn't just turning her heel. She turned heel with a major, uh, uh, again, different layer to her character that we've never seen. That 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 mean streak. She's unstoppable if she has that mean streak in her. Yeah. No, I agree. I just thought, man, with Takeover on on Saturday, I thought that was a great show. Um, Survivor Ooh. Series. I was like almost on a high. Like I was expecting a lot out of Rod, and I this just kind of killed it, killed it, that weekend it, momentum. It, it, and that's why we're talking about it. But for me, Survivor Series beat NXT. Huh. I, I could see that, yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that. It did, though. I can kind of see that. Those last two matches alone. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, tomorrow night, SmackDown. They got a chance. They got a chance to bounce back. Fourth night in a row at the Staples Center. I'm watching. Daniel Bryan's got me glued to SmackDown. Yeah, yeah SmackDown's the most intriguing thing for me this week, for sure. Just yeah, to see yeah. what they what the storyline is. they they got to have something good, because otherwise... You could have done the same story. If it's just Shane turning heel, you could have just had Raw win more matches and then Shane is pissed. You didn't have to have them lose every single match. So uh, I'm intrigued to see where they go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Anything else we want to cover before we take this home here? I think we kind of got, yeah. No. You got anything to plug, Matt? I do. Uh, right after this, you can all go to your app store and download Uplive. It's a free social media uh, app that uh, or platform, I should say, that tonight, right after this show, I'll be on at 12.15 a.m. until 2.15 a.m. I'll be putting in two hours Damn. of a live Q&A right here from my truck, folks, um, and uh, taking all your questions. We want to talk about more about Raw, SmackDown, you want to talk about body, whatever you guys want to talk about. I'm yours for two hours, only on Up Live. Go on my Instagram story. I have a link to it there. If not, just go to your app store and download Up Live. U-P-L-I-V-E, and then it's a free app. And just type in the blueprint, Matt Morgan, twelve fifteen. I'll be on live. Awesome, man. Uh, Raj, what's coming up on the site? 
Uh, just tons of stuff. I mean, it's Thanksgiving week. It's uh, it, stuff kind of slows down a little bit. We got we've have exclusive interviews every day, so yeah, just keep checking it out. Yeah, in fact, today Nick Hausman and I recorded an interview coming out later this week right, with James Nunn, director of the Marine Five and the Marine Six. We learned all about how the WWE puts together their films. Cool. Uh, I was really. I thought it was very fascinating. It was very interesting. And yeah. uh, we learned maybe about what the Marine 7 will involve. So Yeah, we're going to have to make sure. To, oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Matt. That sounds interesting as hell, actually. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. And there's a, there's a big spoiler in the, in the new Marine. So we've got to make sure to point put that in the article. To, that Absolutely. It's, it's got a big spoiler. Uh, but it was cool. But as you guys have seen on Twitter and you could hear there, I mean, the Marine 6, Becky is able to put the Marine franchise over. She's getting cheers when they show that trailer in the arenas now. Yeah. What about that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Something. That is something. Absolutely. So that'll be coming out later this week. Uh, I think on the Winkley podcast on the Wrestling Inc. feed. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Follow me there. I'll be live tweeting along with SmackDown tomorrow night. And we will see you back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Until then, take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.